Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Whether you seek adventure, search for answers, break down barriers, or see the world for what it can be, you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit cia.gov careers. Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes tonight, I'm delighted to be joined with, or by rather, Lawrence Connolly. Lawrence, we are here for Motherwell versus Celtic, it's a quarter-final of the League Cup. Um, how are you doing? It's been a while since I've been on the show with you, actually. Oh, it's been a wee while, mate, you know. It and, has. It feels like loads of goals since we've been on the, the, the show and uh, very strange refereeing decisions, which we'll see mm. more of now VAR has been introduced. I'm pretty sure it's in safe and capable hands. Mm. Incapable, did you say, or in space capable? Right, yeah. you know, it's it's always something uh, to discuss. There's loads of discussion points. John and I were on earlier on, and um, as th- these things tended to to happen, Lawrence, we spoke about two or three subjects rather than the twelve that were on the on the page. So I'm sure there's loads for us to cover, but we will be looking at tonight's tonight's lineups. That's the first thing we're going to do. There's always a big discussion point leading up to every game. Who's in, who's out. We know that there's a few injuries. So we have uh, David Turnbull, Jota, Starfelt, Welsh. Um, who else is injured? There's five players injured. Callum McGregor. Oh yeah, just the captain. Yeah. Yeah. Captain fantastic. Here we go. We'll be bringing in as many comments as we possibly can. Michael Ross, you're back. I'm on the hoops. Uh, 100% Paddy Burns. 
Come on the hoops. Oh yes. Um, let me know where you're watching the game tonight. You know, you might not be at the game. You're maybe watching it uh, on your phone, on a tablet, on the big screen in your TV. Um, and let us know where you're tuning into Axon this evening. It's always great to hear where you are. Beach Boys, just watch the Celtic documentary. Wow, just wow. I've not actually had a chance to watch the full shebang yet, Lawrence, but I was saying earlier on to John, it, it looks as though they've taken that approach that's, that seems to be quite successful on uh, the streaming platforms, you know, where they, they've got a fly in the wall documentary style. It looks as though we're getting a lot of that kind of content. Have you seen any of it? Yeah, since I'm You know, it's interesting stuff in it. Really anything Celtic's interesting, I should say. But, you know, it's interesting getting insight in the, the dressing room. Emotional farewells. Jura uh, Baron to, to ask for a day off. Mm. Who does he think he is? He's back in the team tonight, though. Um, I, I, I said this before, though. I mean, it's good that his uh, teammates stood up for me. Not. Just uh, chucked him right under the bus. Um, I love the, the the you know that side of Celtic, the historical side that, that is documented, either in a documentary style um, or in your annual season review videos and biographies uh, uh, and all this kind of stuff. And we do see that, biopics rather, uh, we do see that quite regularly now, but I was surprised that we're still producing it on DVD. Lawrence, should there not be a, a stream of this available? Should that not be the way to go when, when it comes to, to new content being released by Celtic? Well, but my wee cousin, uh, she moved flats and I was helping her. And I thought, well, I've got some DVD. You know, leather ones, holders, stands and all that. I'll give it, that'll be a nice wee present. And she just laughed at me and just thought of DVDs. What an <laughs> you know, these antiquated yeah. things. Yes. So, yeah, it's probably not the, the platform for the youth, is it? Uh, no. Downloadable, buy digital content, you know, buy the file, whatever, but... The actual DVD, I mean, it's nice to have something and stack them up in your living room on a shelf, isn't it? And, you know, instead of, you know, alongside your Celtic pictures, all your Celtic DVDs, but... Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. The practicality of them is that the way media is really consumed, I, I don't think so, man. You know, stream up or, mm. but, uh, or, or you know, buy the digital thing. But, yeah, Definitely, definitely. I mean, as you know, we are running through the archives, aren't we, on a Celtic State of Mind, and um, we're starting off with the VHS videos, of which I think we have a full collection. We've only got two of them up on the channel at the moment, but we're not just burning them onto the channel, because that's illegal. What we are doing is we're putting in review video features, so you do get some uh, of the content which is allowed. It's uh, fair use, and uh, we review them. So we're going to run through all the old VHS, and once I've done that, I may start doing it, because the DVD collection... Uh, could well be a, a dead collection as well eventually once we move yeah, into the 21st mate. century. I, I've got my video collection, mate. You know, Celtic videos and games taped off the TV and that. But I don't have a video player, so I'll, I'll need you kind of. I've got uh, a few. I've got a few. Yeah. I, and I can also burn them into a file for you as well, so you can, well, you, you can, you can that, watch mate. them on your laptop. Yeah, as long as I'm not selling them, I'll just give you it. Um, now, we're going to have a look at the teams, Lawrence. As I say, it's been a while since you and I have been on, but uh, Celtic got back to winning ways at the weekend. We started scoring for fun, and uh, let's hope that that continues this evening. Let's have a wee look at, first of all, the Celtic side. Let's bring the Celtic team up, and we'll discuss that in detail. Um, and, 
you know, there was a lot of talk, I think, around uh, when would be a good time. Look at that that beautiful specimen there on the right right, right hand side of your screen. Um, I'm on the left. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, I thought I'd get that in there before the uh, all these fans did. Matt O'Reilly, I think uh, I mentioned on Monday. I mentioned to Colin. He disagreed actually. I think Matt O'Reilly has been absolutely superb since Callum McGregor got injured. Um, Lawrence, what's been your take on Matt? I know he's playing a, a fairly different role at the moment, but I think he's been outstanding. Since we signed him, mate, absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, has Ange had a better signing pound for pound? I'm not so sure. Uh, the guy, there's no, there's no wonder yet the rumours are out there of the club circling him. And, uh, you know, I know Al Morrison yeah. was telling us after we signed him, you know, he was the highest rated midfielder stats-wise and down south. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think he's been phenomenal. Uh, Deep-lying playmaker. He's got a lot of competition for that number six spot, whether you, you see it as a defensive role or a playmaker role. Uh, and just obviously said, no, it's a, a really a trust for this when Callum's out. Mm-hmm. So he's getting in there ahead of Moy, McCarthy, Robertson, Gucci even. Yeah, it's so obviously Ange trusts him, you know, and I think we trust Ange. Yeah, we do, uh, and Ange we trust absolutely, and and I think that that uh, came came across loud and clear on a Celtic state of mind when we had uh, a little bit of dip in in the performance, the standard, the levels. Uh, Lawrence, there was no knee jerk reaction. I, I don't think from anybody on Axom. I've seen um, a few people overreacting on social media, and uh, I think it comes down to the fact that you do trust what Ange is implementing, and there are going to be occasions, often brought on by injury, suspension. You know, people. Um, dropping out the team for these reasons that uh, it doesn't happen as smoothly you know that the rhythm of the team can be lost the momentum can be lost but you know you do trust that it's going to come back and I think we had an example of that at the weekend there against Hibs where we've gone out and we're free scoring um, again but as well as O'Reilly let's run through the team Seagrass there was a lot of chat actually on the, the bulletin earlier today Lawrence talking about when do you rest players like Joe Hart when do you rest uh, Carter Vickers or even uh, you know O'Reilly who we've already spoken about about. Um, and obviously the gaffer has decided that tonight's the night to rest Joe Hart and Seagrist gets the gloves. Uh, and it's got to be said, Hart had a bit of a sticky patch himself, Lawrence, but he seems to have been back to the Joe Hart that uh, you know we know and love, we have come to love since he came to Celtic. Um, and again, I wouldn't expect Seagrist to, to get a run in the team, but on a night like tonight, give him a game, keep him involved, keep him, um, you know, keep his his, uh, you know, with regards to his confidence as well, keep that high. He's come to Celtic, got to get game time. You know, a lot of the time in the past, there's been goalkeepers who have warmed the bench for seasons on end, Lawrence, and got the odd game here and there. Got to keep guys like Seagrist involved. And tonight, I think, is a good opportunity to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's what I going to say. I don't think it's Joe Hart being rested at all. I think it's Seagrist being given some game time. You know, because you never know when you're going to call him, obviously, Hart to a, a head knock, strangely only a... Mm yellow card but uh, obviously Parzin will stop that but uh, yeah we've got to see what Seagrist <laughs> offers and you know boy, but you know you need to keep him fresh you can't be just doing training games we don't have the reserve games really that's kind of of the level that you maybe get a run out in anymore so yeah it'll be interesting to see what he brings into it you know but I think we're still allowed to say that Joe Hart is still head and shoulders that the best keeper at the club yeah, I did look at an old 442 magazine and he was on the back, on the advert of that magazine and he was advertising said 
hair product that you've just mentioned. I was mentioned. in 4421. You were? Was that for the pie challenge? It wasn't for being Celtic's official proprietor. It was a, a game at a Mordor uh, where John Hughes equalised the picture oh, yeah. behind the goals in it. And I, I was celebrating with a big Spurs fan, big Colin for London that lives up in Glasgow now. Yeah. Aye, um, Colin Watt seems to be the go-to Axom contributor that 442 go to. Um, when they're wanting their Celtic chat. So we've got Segrist in there that aforementioned Juranovic returns at right back. What did you make of Ralston's performance? I mean, in fact, let's talk about the, the, the fullbacks. Taylor's back in. I thought Ralston and uh, Burnaby were excellent at the weekend, uh, particularly Burnaby. He, he looks like a real attacking force as well, Lawrence. Yeah, Burnaby, you know, we paid a lot of money for him. But when I say somebody, he's a converted left winger. He's always going to look decent going forward. Mm. I mean, they were talking about it on Tuesday. It's no surprise that Taylor's converted to, you know, the inverted fullback being a, an ex central midfielder. He's kind of comfortable in there. So, but Bernabe, yeah, he's exciting player to watch. He's got some cross on him. Mm-hmm. He'll look good coming down the left. Tony, I think, is, I don't think there's any doubters out there now about Tony, is there? You know, yeah. he, he's a reliable second choice right back. I don't think he's pushing to start up. You know, as the number one over Janovic, but you know, I wouldn't be worried if he was to start a game with tonight. No, no, you wouldn't. I, I think wouldn't. you know, with games coming ahead, Ange's on record; he doesn't like to change the defence up too much, does he? Mm. So, Taylor's had, I think, it's convinced everybody at the club now. I think some people tend a wee bit more convincing than, than others in Taylor. Not you, I've got to say, Lawrence. You've been a fan since day one. Indeed, aye. I, no, I, I just like it. he's kind of what weight never hides in the park. You know, he will get his no key in turn and he doesn't really bust, bust past players. But, you know, like Alan Morrison will tell you, he's got the stats, he's got the assists. Mm. I don't think I've seen him have less than a seven for Celtic. You know, he, he's a solid defender. Yeah. Yeah, he's been consistent, isn't he? Um, keep the comments coming in. What's your thoughts on uh, the lineup tonight? Seagrist making a, a rare appearance in goals for Celtic, Paul Cockwell. Our resident Hibernian fan. Hi, guys. Good luck tonight. Thank you, Paul. Hopefully, after the 6-1 thumping, um, it's not too sore a few days later. And it's good that you can come in and, and have a chat with us. Uh, gloriously diabolical. Uh, someone else uh, who is describing the standard of Scottish refereeing. 14-1, uh, 3-0. Uh, Get in there. That looks a reasonable bet. Um, it's the anniversary today, Lawrence, of Celtic beating Rangers 7-1 in the 1957 League Cup final. Uh, it would be nice to get a repeat of that result tonight. Oh, who's going to be the, the Willie Fernley, eh? Or, or Neely Mocking. Neely Mocking, the smiler, eh? Mm-hmm. There's a good DVD about that, I think. I might, I might have a copy of that DVD, smiler. there you go. Yeah. yeah it's... Uh, 7-1, and the BBC forgot to take the lens off the, the camera to record the, the second half. But uh, yeah. Bertie Old, unlucky not to be involved in it, played every game up until the final, didn't he? Uh, yes. That was so, obviously, that was before he went to Birmingham and, and, and then returned for an even more important or a more memorable game. But, yeah, it'd be great to get a, a 7-1 tonight. Uh, I think maybe at the weekend, when Burnaby was busted by defenders into the box and don't know what that fell was for other than the ref couldn't bear another 7-1. Didn't want to within a week. Well, that, that's the reason I'm, one of the reasons I'm bringing it up. We've got the anniversary of the 7-1. Uh, there's been another 
seven one this season, I think. Um, and we were heading towards seven one there at, at, on Saturday against Hibs, so it would be interesting um, that another one would happen tonight. Am I getting too big for my boots? Am I am, am I um, showing a lack of respect for Motherwell? No, I just want Celtic to hit top gear. And when they do that, they can do that to sides. I mean, you know, we've seen it quite a few times this season when we cut through a side and uh, they're. Uh, not able to play a game, Lawrence, which is uh, often with with uh, 10 men behind the ball, parking the bus, whatever way you want to describe it, Celtic can damage you. They didn't do it at home against Motherwell, but uh, tonight's a different ball game. Centre-halves asked a question just yesterday, I think, on the bulletin. Is that our first-choice centre-half partnership, or am I being unfair to Starfelt? I mean, I, I love the way that Jens has uh, fitted in alongside Carter Vickers. Um, he played a part in the first four goals on Saturday, Lawrence. That pass to Haksabanovic seems to be a favourite of his. Yes, so I'm going to answer yes to both points. Yes, it's a first-choice, and yes, it's unfair to Starfelt. But, uh, you know, I think Jens being naturally left-footed, it's just a better balance at, at the back. Yeah. Well, not at all. The defence, I think, Cam Catt-Vickers, Starfield, both six foot. The engine looks at six four. So, yeah, I think that's going to be our first choice going forward. And it probably is unfair to start for it being a good performance for this player as a position. But, you know, he's a good backup centre-half to have, isn't he? Mm. No, he definitely is. And the partnership he had with... Carter Vickers uh, was one of the reasons for our league title winning performance last season, a double. You, you know, that can't be denied. I know that he came in for some criticism, but they did build a, a really solid partnership. What I have liked about Jens is uh, is the passing ability that he seems to have, long-range passing, which, of course, Carter Vickers displays that on a regular as well. Paddy Lavery, welcome back, sir. Per usual, the Ardoin boys is always here. Hail, hail, and I will see you in person in January when you come to see us, uh, an audience with Brian McClear in Glasgow. We've also got John Puska uh, watching in Melbourne, 4am. Wow, showing it on BN Sports down here. Who's who's presenting? Who's the pundits on the BN yeah, Sports? Celtic game after a nightclub. The stuff teams are made of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, very, very happy with the performances so far against. Are you any idea actually how much the permanent transfer fee would be at the end of the season? If we were to. I'll find out. A couple of million. If you go him for two million, maybe that'd be an absolute steal. Another one. Maybe yeah, another one. But I'll find out. Yeah, definitely. Let us know in the comment section if you are aware of what the permanent transfer fee would be for Jens, uh, because he looks more than a two to two and a half million pound player. If we could pick him up for that fee, I think it's another steal by Ange. Uh, O'Reilly, we have already spoken about that guy. For me, is uh, I'm not surprised that his stats were were uh, in the higher end uh, English football. I'm more surprised at the fact that he didn't come up on the radar of the clubs that are now sniffing about him. You know, Crystal Palace, I think, Newcastle, Leicester. These are the clubs that have been quoted as uh, showing an interest in Matt O'Reilly. Um, and Lawrence has spoken about players coming in. He doesn't seem that concerned about anybody going out, does he? No, I think he's got kind of refreshing attitude. You either want to be here or you don't. You know, what are you going to get out of keeping players that don't want to be here? I, I know a previous manager, that was part of his disagreement with the board. He wanted to sell some of the players who didn't want to be here and the, the board will go, oh, the fans will go a bit crazy if... if for example, would like Eddie go before the season mm. kicked off. You know, as much as they're under contract, they don't want to be here. What they're really adding to it, because we saw that in you know some performances of players that didn't want to be here, less than wholehearted, wasn't it? So, yeah, I, I think it's a very realistic attitude for us to say, look, you know, if you don't want to be here, 
there's the door of Gordon Strachan was another with attitude, isn't it? It's like, you know, it's 60,000, you come here, you win trophies, you'll get down in history. If that's not enough for you, you know, go somewhere else and find it. I remember uh, Tommy Burns talking about the John Collins situation. I remember the Collins was eventually dropped and, and and Tommy Burns was speaking after the game about the reasons behind it and that's exactly what he said. You know, if your head's not um, all about Celtic, you're not 100% uh, focused on that, then you shouldn't be in the team. And if you don't want to be here, then you can move on. And we've seen other examples of that, of course, with the likes of Van Hoydonk um, and others. But yeah, I'm, I'm of that view as well. But it doesn't look as though anybody is uh, sulking away refusing to celebrate goals and all that kind of nonsense that we have seen in the past. Um, but yeah, let's have a look at the rest of the team. We've got Aaron Moy coming in as well. Lawrence, Aaron Moy. Um, I, I was impressed with his performance at the weekend. And um, John, earlier on today, was pointing out a couple of, a couple of the issues that, that Moy may have in terms of his pace and mobility. But I think that when you can spray the ball around the park the way Moy does, he's got great vision. Um, he's experienced enough to, to, for his positional play to make up for a, a lack of pace from time to time. Um, I mean, obviously, if it, if it was a, a one-on-one and he gets burnt for pace, there's not much you can do about that. But in terms of his positional play and, and his awareness in the midfield, I think he has been a shrewd acquisition by Ange. Yeah, I mean, free transfer, probably a value of five, six million quid. You were brought in as a squad player. And I tell you what, he's got a pass that can unlock defences, hasn't he? It's, yeah. it's not just spraying about it, it's, the, it's the, the killer pass, isn't it? We put somebody through in goals, so... The Hollywood pass. Yeah, it's another, uh, just a great piece of business, you know. Big Chris Sutt was talking about it down at the Peter Scarf Club down in Linwood, just saying, you know, you've got a five, six million pound player mm-hmm. for free. Why Why are people complaining when you get that kind of added to your squad? Because for me... Would he be in the, the strongest start in 11 if everybody was fit? Probably not. Yeah. No, but he's a great option to have in your squad. No, he definitely is. And um, it's good to see him getting games. I mean, I know he was very disappointing against St Mirren. Not many players got pass marks that day. Um, and making up the midfield, Hatati, who, again, we spoke about O'Reilly and how much of an impact he's made. Hatati comes in in the same transfer window back in January there. And I think he's been absolutely superb. He's been better in many ways this season than last. Um, I mean, yeah, he's had a couple of games where, you know, the passing has gone a bit awry, unfortunately, Lawrence, because again, when he's on his game, you've seen what he can do. You've seen that pass against Real Madrid, you know, straight from Juranovic's throwing, and it's it's one of many uh, defence-splitting passes that he can make. He takes risks, he's brave. He's actually, you know, very brave, but... What comes with that bravery is is often um, what we've seen, obviously, when, when, when Callum ended up getting his red card, is, is sometimes passes go astray. Um, John had some concerns earlier on today that he's maybe lost a bit of form. What's your thoughts on Atati's form at the minute? So, yeah, I'm still tipping him for player of the year as I did before yeah. the season kicked off. Uh, the weekend, he managed not to get a red card tackle on him. You know, the previous two games, elbow to the face, studs up tackle straight late straight into his, his shin mm-hmm. I, I just think he's been great he, he takes a lot of abuse with, without a lot of protection from the refs you know he, he's a young player that's come over here and I think he's a, you know he, he's just grabbed the opportunity with both hands he's done it in big games as well you know it, it, sometimes you, you know you'll say it's okay can I do it against St Johnston or Ross County or something can you do it in a bigger games of the season and it, he's shown that he can so yeah for me he is one of your starting three if you've got three-man midfield, you know, and everyone's fit. I'd be starting a tattoo every day of the week. 
I agree with that. I think he is a first pick. There's no doubt about it. Um, we've also got Daniel Rowe coming in. Good to see Haksabanovic in there. Seems like he's been impressing more and more the longer amount of minutes he gets. Absolutely agree with that. I think he is a phenomenal signing. And again, we've managed to get him at a cut price deal because of the circumstances in, in the main. Uh, but also because, you know, he's one of these players, Lawrence, whose career hasn't quite gone as planned, he was a, a teenage prodigy um, making his debut at 15, getting a big money move to West Ham, didn't quite work out. But he seems to have uh, settled at Celtic and uh, I reckon that we're going to give him a platform where he can really thrive. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of interest in that boy as well if he continues uh, with the performances we've already seen. And I'm going to bring this one up as well. Um, being the bastard uh, love, loved the shot from Celtic FC with Haksabanovic's touch it was sublime that touch and you did see he was given Jens and Carter Vickers the outball time and time again Lawrence and you just hit it into that space even when it's a little bit off and he's able to pull it out the air like that I think we've got a special talent here yeah well without doubt the boy looks a player doesn't he you know with a strong kind of front three and Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. He's another player that, you know, he's, he's come in and I just think, yeah, he's now on his form just now. He's starting on that front three, you know. The other two positions are bad in Kyogo, I'm not too sure about if they're guaranteed first team stars, but see, Max Ivanovic is now. Mm. Uh, he just looks as if he's going to create something every time he gets the ball, doesn't he? He you does, know, yeah. Player, which, you know, it's always good to watch exciting players. He's got an intent about him, Lawrence. You know, he's very direct. Gets that ball. He knows what he wants to do with it, and uh, I think he fits perfectly. Uh, Angie's system. You, you look at some of the players who have uh, been on that kind of left wing for Celtic over the last few years. I was a fan of El Yunusi, although yeah, you know, he, he could be quite inconsistent at times. I would have liked to have seen him playing under Ange Postecoglou, but I think what we've got in Haksabanovic is a player who could um, not only emulate. El Yunusi, but better him. I think he could uh, genuinely, and I know that El Yunusi, in terms of price tags, you know, has has um, been transferred for tens of millions over the years. And if we were to try and buy him permanently, it would cost a hell of a lot of money. We've got this guy coming in a couple of million quid, and he really is showing up. Um, Haksabanovic, as you say, first pick up top. I think there's a few comments coming in in relation to Kyogo's inclusion. Let's bring some of them up. We've got Stevie Boy. Kyogo better score at least two tonight. We want Kyogo getting back on the score sheet. Uh, we've also got Selch Ryan scares me starting Kyogo. And uh, we've also got Egyptian King saying that, you know, if he was uh, GG, he would be absolutely raging. I'm not in the starting lineup tonight. What's your thoughts? I think uh, 
Kyoko seems to be getting a wee bit of a hard time here. I mean, in terms of his his overall um, ratio and you know assists and goals, Lawrence, it's still extremely high. Have you been happy with his performances though? I don't think him or Yakamakis have hit the heights of last season. I think you know scored loads of goals. That's the percent percentage of chances we take. Mm-hmm. You know, we create an awful lot of chances, and I think we should be taking more of them. Especially, I suppose, in the Champions League is there. That's your big moments, isn't it? But you know, it's a quite a learning curve. The players playing in there for the first time. Uh, I'd definitely like to see as a striker in the, the transfer window. And a striker, probably will or not. I don't know. You know, I've mm. seen the transfer market pretty well when you look at what he's done. So I'm sure he's not going to be tuning in here after the game to get my thoughts on it. Well, you never know, Lawrence. Uh... You know, stranger things have happened, talking of which. I, mean, you, uh, I did have a shout of bringing James Forrest back into the start line off a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Um, but you're, you're talking about managers, ex-managers tuning in the axle. Um, I do hear that our pal Neil Lennon has been relieved of his duties. And I've got to say, I was pretty surprised at that. After Listen, uh, to be honest, I don't really follow separate football, but against my new by all accounts, you know, they gave a a decent showing so I, I was surprised at that I don't know what's going on in the background of it but he seemed to be demonstrating you know he's definitely got something about him as a football manager you know, he's had success at a couple of clubs Champions well, he, League well he had success in Cyprus he won the cup for the first time in a decade yeah so success at three there's not many managers that are going to go with three different you know one trophies with three different clubs so he's definitely got something about him so yeah I was surprised to see him sack uh I saw some of the stuff, but it was all Greek to me that was coming through on uh, Twitter, so I, I couldn't make it out, mate. Uh, but yeah, surprising. Yeah, yeah, a bit of shame. I hope he gets it, you know, another job. He seems to go, go places and move things. I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you, Lawrence. We won't, we won't labour the fact that obviously he's, he's, he's had a, a really great career at Celtic as both a player and a manager. Didn't end too well. Uh, and I think most Celtic fans. Uh, and I don't speak for everyone, but I think most Celtic fans were pretty happy when he had that bit of success over in Cyprus back in the game. Something's happened, he's been relieved of his duties. But what I'm going to ask you before we move on to the, the other players, um, both up top and on the bench, what what does the future hold for Neil Lennon? Because I'm thinking to myself, one thing that um, might happen is you, you, you think about players' former clubs. Is there a former club that he was with that that might fit the bill for him and obviously Man City's not going to happen Crew Alexandra was one of his former clubs not in Forest uh, and then I'm thinking internationally uh, would, he, would he step back into to that fold because we know how that international career ended as well Lauren. so I, I don't think that's uh, realistic so where does the future hold what does the future hold for, for Neil Lennon do you think do you think you he's going to try and come Leicester back to Scotland City? what was that were you suggesting Leicester City <laughs> well they might be looking for a gaffer soon as well yeah, to be fair yeah. Listen, I think what he endured in Scotland, no one should really have to endure. You know, he's, he's Osman Warren, 24-hour armed guard, having his family worried about getting bombs and bullets sent in the post, attacked in the street. Mm-hmm. Attacked on a touchline. Yeah, inside the football, stadium attacks, the, and for some reason, yeah, strange jury decisions about that. But, uh, you know, he went through an awful lot for Celtic. Uh, Neil, probably more than, you know, any other manager uh, in, in terms of the way he had to live his life because of that. So I don't think Scotland would be particularly the option for him. I, I think, you know, down south is pro- probably, you know, if he, if he could get a championship team, I think he'd be happy. 
No, maybe it's a couple of teams down there might be looking, going, you know what? He done all right against Man United with not a lot of resources. Uh-huh. We'll see, I know it didn't work out from before down there, but you know, he, he joined a club that had no money and went on free fall. Yeah, absolutely. So hard ask for, for, for any manager. But yeah, it'd be interesting to, to, to see him get that championship club down there and see what he can do. Well, you know, he might end up going to Australia, uh, the MLS, change the scenery. We'll see. And uh, obviously we'll dis- discuss it when it happens. And Joe Curran thinks that Celtic are going to win 3-1 tonight. Uh, the underwater cabbage salesman agrees. Lawrence, what's your prediction for tonight? I've said 7-1. Oh, 7-1, it would be great. I- I'm going to go 3-0. I'd like to see Seagrass keep the-, the clean sheet, mate. Uh, and yeah, 3-0. Come well, for us. Well, that-, that will be an interesting... Um, Scoreline, yeah, I would take that in the quarterfinal. Michael Ross, thank God, Carter Vickers is playing. Fear they may be rested. Well, I agree, you know, there, there are certain players. You need that backbone of the team, and he certainly is part of that. The other two players we've not spoken about so far up top, alongside Haxabanovic, Lawrence Abada and Kyogo. Um, you know, it was a flip of a coin for me as to who starts through the middle. Abada, good to see him getting back in and getting some game time. Uh, obviously, you look at the bench, Hart, Yakamakis, McCarthy, Idiguchi, uh, Bernabe, Abilgard, um, we've also got Maeda, Forrest and Ralston. It would be good to see some game time for Abilgard and also for Gucci. Listen, uh, Dick and I will talk about this on Tuesday. I, I think time's running out for Gucci. You know, he's been unlucky with injury, but mm-hmm. he needs to get game time soon, doesn't he? Because if he's not, maybe you know, a dozen games by the end of the season... Is maybe somebody you might look to move on. You might be going, you know, that's two years. Kind of what we got there, where can we improve? Abelgard, surely he's been brought in to play. You know, mm. he's only, it's that strange zone we've got him in a one year, haven't we? But it's not a loan, you know, because his contract could kick back in after a year, depending on situations in, in Ukraine and Russia. So I'd like to see both of them get, get game time. Uh, but yeah, Gucci, I think he's really got a. He's, he's, he's got to start doing something and yeah, he's just been, I think, really unlucky with injury. He has been. And, and you know what? I'm going to make a, a bold prediction here. I think he will prove himself at Celtic. Um, and I'm basing that really on the information that we're getting from Liam, who lives over in Japan and, you know, appears on a, a fairly regular basis now on Axom coming from Celtic Down Under. Um, obviously, we, we collaborate with Celtic Down Under for the match days. And he is of the belief that you know, Idiguchi just needs you know a run of games, and he will be able to prove that that he's an important part of Angie's plans. So I'm going to I'm going to be bold and say that we will see Idiguchi turning their sound lawns. There's a problem, you know, if, if, he, if he plays in the sixth row, who's ahead of him? Callum, O'Reilly, Moy, McCarthy, Robertson. You, you know, it's a really congested position at Celtic. Abelgard as well. So you're, you're thinking if he's looking for the sixth row, it's tough. Perley can play left back. He's but it looks like you know we're definitely one good one, and it looks like Burnaby, you know, might be another. You you took me back to my not the view days there. Does he play left back? That was always the question. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Does he play left back, Lawrence? It's been. Depends if he wants a cap for Scotland, mate. We we'll just move into left back. Yeah. Aye. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Mark is reminding us that we've just kicked off. So let's get to the action. We'll be back at half time. Hopefully, by then, we'll be talking about a couple of Celtic goals. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. Uh, if you haven't done so already, get subscribing on the YouTube. Uh, thank you, Lawrence Connolly, for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind.
Welcome back to Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and tonight I'm joined by Lawrence Conley. We're here to talk about Motherwell 0, Celtic 1. It's a quarter-final, Lawrence, of the League Cup. Uh, your prediction seems a little bit more realistic than mine this evening, but Celtic could have been a few ahead. I mean, I know we got the breakthrough that we'll talk about, but um, again, it's it's chances missed. that You've got to be more clinical than that, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. But, mate, I don't know. I mean, the, the original 7-1 game, it was, it was only a goal in at half-time, wasn't it? So, you never know, mate. <laughs> There's only a goal in a difference, you never know. But, listen, as much as Kegos had some cracking chances, that, that shot off the bar is going to give him the, a lot of confidence, isn't it? You know, he's looking a wee bit more lively, I think, than previous games. Motherwell not without their chances, but, uh, yeah, we've had far the bulk of them, haven't we? Uh, Moy, again. Uh, looking absolutely superb, isn't he? Yeah. You know, it's good to get a goal. One always put a lot into that half. You know, it's always a good time to, to score a signal, isn't it? Right before half time. Yeah, I mean, they, they have, and I know that in the past they've uh, been criticised for some of the physical aspects of their play, Lawrence, but I do. Th- also feel that there's a bit of football in them and um, they've created a, a few chances. We'll be talking about that as well. Uh, Michael Ross. Obviously, we had this set up just uh, before that goal went in. Michael was celebrating. Um, there was a, a sense of, for me, it was uh, frustration leading up to that point. Uh, and then you were just delighted to go in a goal up because, you know, Motherwell at 0-0 at half-time, Lawrence would have really been galvanised by the fact that they managed to snuff out the threat from Celtic. But, I mean, let's talk about the goal then before we have a look at some of the other things that uh, we've observed. And Abada gets on the score sheet. My, my, my note before he scores, one line before he scores is Abada question mark because I'm looking at people who have been a wee bit ineffective in that first half. Uh, but he did what he does and he does it really, really well, doesn't he? He goes in at the back post. Yeah, I mean, when it off Abada, but- you know what he's heading, it's caught a bit late with the Motherwell player, isn't he? Show him again, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what he's in the team for. It's wee magic moments from him, isn't he? He's not been particularly effective out in the right. He's not given a lot, Juranovic a lot of cover at the back, but he's got the goal. Mm. You know, he had a lot of desire to get there, I think. When the ball was played in, Kuroko was actually nearer, nearer it, but it's a bad showing the desire to go on the end there and put it in the net. So, and it's your man Greg Taylor once again. He was fantastic in uh, that assist, wasn't he? Yeah, Greg's had a decent game, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm. Just picked up from where he left off, you know, after he, he, his rest. Yeah. But I think Moy, Rio, both of those have been absolutely outstanding. It's just finishing it off. It's that, you know, I really think we need a strike to lead the, the line. You know, many would have had if you'd have a Mark of any up top. Oh, the thing is, we'll have a wee chat about Kyogo because I agree with what you say there. That that strike off the bar, he hit it so sweetly, Lawrence, that he will know just how good a strike it was. Um, you know, it could easily have gone a ricochet off the bar into into the net behind the, the goal line. Um, and at first, I'm looking at that chance Abada missed because I just think he's mistimed his, his head or he's mistimed his jump. But yeah, I did, I did think the boy went in a wee bit heavy on him, Paul McGinn. But uh, yeah, it was unfortunate. Michael Caton-Jones, how good is our approach play? I think yeah, we really have crafted some fantastic chances. Nihilist, uh, Jack, Kyogo and clinical, two most spoken words this week. That word clinical keeps 
creeping back up um, after our 6-1 emphatic victory on Saturday as well and we thought that we could have put clinical to bed Paul O'Brien creating enough chances Hatati needs to be tidier on the ball I think Hatati largely has had a very good first half he's been one of the more creative players Lawrence we spoke before the game that he does try uh, the risky pass and, and it doesn't always come off though yeah, it's, it's high payoff though with risk, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, I, I think both of them are, you know, been doing cracking for his uh, first half. But, yeah, clinical. It, sometimes it looks like they're trying to walk it in. Other times, you can see maybe Kyrgyz not always played as a striker. You know, Liam goes on about it, you know, he's a, and so does Jared, you know, he was a left winger really before he came to us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe, maybe that's still shown a bit. But, you know, it's what now. Mother with two or three decent chances, but you know, we, we probably have two or three times the amount of decent chances they've had. So, as much as it, it's a fairly comfortable one now so far. I'd say. That is, there was one chance in particular that we'll cover. Um, I'm going to bring in as many comments as possible. John Sweeney comes in to say we deserve the lead, but it should be more. And some bad misses there. Just going back on the Hatati point, Lawrence. Uh, I think uh, O'Reilly's been a wee bit more wasteful with with his passes, which is un, unlike him. There's been a couple of crossfield passes where it's hearts in the mouth moment um, and we've lost possession. Yeah, he's a couple of was caught out when he, he completely telegraphed and you're going, oh no, you've opened up your body, he knows where you're going to put this. Crossing mm-hmm. the middle, they just stepped on it. Kind of was a fan gene, gets the shot off instead of slipping in McKinstry. But yeah, a, a wee bit slacker than usual, but there's still 45 to go. I don't think there's too much to complain about in that, other than we need to take more chances. No, you're right. I, I'm, I'm trying my best not to complain. Uh, there is one thing we'll talk about before we go into the second half, though. Patrick James Simpson passing in and around our own box will cost us. The keeper looks uncomfortable with it. I was thinking in the first half, well, there was obviously the the mishap, let's say, with, with Maurice Jens, a player who we've been heaping praise on, Lawrence, and um, he makes an absolute pig's ear uh, that. And, and it creates a chance... Um, for Motherwell, which they should score. And uh, the boy hits it first time way over the bar. But more concerning than that, I would agree, is the fact that uh, Seagrass doesn't seem used to that type of play. I know that Joe Hart has been criticised in the past for delaying or dilly-dallying, sometimes losing the ball as he did in Europe. But uh, Seagrass, it's obviously going to be difficult for him to come into that style of play if he's not used to it. He was a a player who made his name, he was a goalie that made his name as a shot stopper at Dundee United. He wasn't a guy who, you know, was playing uh, 40 yards out of his goal and and trying to to keep possession and and play that way that Ange likes to play, was he? Yeah, he needs to get experience at some point. You know, Mm -hmm. he's also going to be a wee bit ring rusty, isn't he? You know, he's not played for a while. He's a little comfortable with it. Not particularly, but I don't think he's been done too too badly with it. Uh, certainly, you know, Jens was as you touched was to blame for that chance. He just seemed to go to sleep, didn't he? Just completely lost where the middle old boy was. Uh, but listen, it's not too much to do a secret. I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't actually say he's looked uncomfortable. He's made saves that he probably should make. You know, it's decent enough from secrets, but it's what you'd expect from him, isn't it? Uh, Motherwell, yeah, I suppose that one chance, the boy's got to do better with. He should score outside of that. The rest is probably half chances, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. We're talking of chances, though, uh, Lauren, some of them have fallen to Kyogo. Uh, the first one, obviously, it was a miss from Hatati's pass. A big, big chance uh, for him. But he followed that up 
with the, the strike against the bar, uh, which was an excellent effort. Um, he's He's been through on the goalkeeper, uh, missed chance as well. And I think that, you know, in terms of the discussion around Kyogo, you, you've suggested that it's not his natural uh, position through the middle. Uh, it looked to me when I, I seen the, 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 the line-up tonight that, that Ange was just basically going to let him play through it. And before the game, we had a couple of comments saying he needs a couple of goals. That sometimes that's all he needs as a striker. He needs to get that goal, get the breakthrough, and the confidence starts to return. Yeah, definitely needs confidence. But yeah, I mean, he finishes like a winner. That that one on one with Kelly, Kelly's closing down really well there, hasn't he? Yeah, I think he's a decent one, goalie. He's a decent keeper, Lawrence. Yeah. I think the first ones that he should really put that inside the post. Shouldn't he? he stepped in and he just put it wrong side of the post. I think. He's confident he puts that away. But the one-on-one, one, the keeper's done really well. He's come out, closed it down well. Cracking strike. But, yeah, another goal or two, you know, he'll be back in form, no, no doubt. But I suppose it's not this level that really missing the chances or missing the amount of chances hurt us. It's, it's Champions League level that hurts us up. Well, it's twofold because if a Champions League team gets the chance we gave to Motherwell, they're going to score it. They're going to capitalise on it. They're decisive and they're clinical, to use that word again. Um, and when you're up against a team like Real Madrid and you miss a chance like the one Maeda Ma- got, then you're doubting whether or not you're going to get such a clear-cut chance again. Watching this game launch, you know Celtic will create loads of chances in the second half. Yeah, you know, and that, that's the difference. Yeah, we're going to go. You wouldn't expect, you know, if you get another two or three... Second half, you wouldn't be unsurprised. But, it, it, yeah, Kyogo's a wee bit short of form, but so is Yakimakis, I think, will be dipping in transfer window for a striker. You know. Let's break away for a second and talk about transfers then, because I've, I've been saying that uh, the two areas that I would like to strengthen, Lawrence, is uh, centre-forward and centre-half. And I think tonight, again, shows that with Welsh and Sterfeld both being injured. Um, and then previously it was Starfelt and Carter Vickers both being injured. Uh, we've got four, but it's like you're down to the bare bones. There was a suggestion in that first half that Abiel Guard could uh, slot in there. I don't want another near beaton situation, Lawrence. I want a centre-half to be playing there. Um, so there has been issues. You suggested a while back that it would have been it would have made sense to get Stephen Welsh out on loan. I don't think we can afford to do that. Uh, because of the way that the, the squad is made up. So where would you like to see strengthened? You've already mentioned centre-forward. Is there anywhere else that you think, and just looking at he obviously is looking, he mentioned that during the week. So uh, I suppose at the beginning of the season, I said it was centre-half and centre-forward we needed. I remember being on the deck and Natasha and they were getting, oh no, get defensive midfielder in. And you know, they're saying Moy and Avogad for defensive midfielder. And you know, a couple of injuries, and we're looking threadbare at centre half and mm. all again. So, I don't think it was, you know, we could see that's what a shot. We've got two strikers at the club. Is that enough to get you through what's going to be 50 odd game season? No, no, no. and again. You know, the suggestion around other players who can fit in there. Maida can play through the middle. Abada can play through the middle. But I want players to be playing in their natural positions, Lawrence. And you and I covered the game against St Johnston uh, little under a, a year ago. Um, and we were so threadbare up top that Kyogo pulls up. He was rushed back to play in that game. Christmas Eve it was. was it Boxing Day, sorry. Boxing um, Day. Dawson played it. Dawson done all right. And, and Dawson comes in. And you don't want to be in that position. You want to be able to go out and, and 
and bringing a striker in another centre and a half. Um, I've also been keeping my eye on some of the players that we have out on loan at the minute and uh, Connor Hazard picked up a winner's medal, a league winner's medal, fair play. Um, a Yeti has started scoring a few goals and Mikey Johnston has been on the, the score sheet. Who else do you think would benefit? Are there any players in that squad at the moment, Lawrence, that you're thinking, you know, we're a bit top-heavy in your position, let's get you out on loan? And do you think that may be an option for some of our, our fringe players in January? Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. I thought for Welsh beginning of the season, you know, bringing an experienced set of half, probably look at free transfer or loan markets on the real experience to be your fourth, you know, which essentially probably be your fourth choice set of half and get Welsh minutes in his legs. He's had a few for us, but I think if Jens Starfield and Carter Vickers are fit, he drops back to fourth choice. Mm. I don't think it serves his development well. You know, What's Gucci going to do between now and the transfer window opening? It, it, you know, if he's not getting game time between then and now, it's a, it's a long time without game time for him. I think we one of them. I think one of them in that position, Lawrence. You know, McCarthy or or Gucci. I think one of those would benefit, wouldn't they? So I think for, for Europe, you know, you need your home grown quota, don't you? So I think Robertson, McCarthy. I think they'll stay. That's a for him. Europe after Christmas, of course. But if not, I don't think we'll put McCarthy out of one. And it's quite happy, he's reliable. Would another loan spell suit Scott Robertson? He's had two decent loan spells. He's come back to the club, he's not getting minutes. Maybe if the manager really doesn't fancy him, yeah. Sell him, get some money, reinvest it in the squad. Mm. You know, we could sell him. His contract's up, isn't it, at the end of the season? Probably up, but you know, the way Celtic do the contracts, we'll we'll probably have a year's option on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you think you could probably put him, him and Gucci out or sell both uh, and reinvest at centre half and centre forward. But uh, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up on Gucci yet. I think a loan deal maybe, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him out permanently, once. Yeah, no, you were, you were uh, initially saying loan deals, weren't you? But uh, nah, it, how long has he got left in his contract? Two and a half years. Mm. It's just we're so busy in, in that part of the park for players. It's, it's seeing him fitting in and, and who he's going to take over from. You know, Callum's not going to be missing forever and once he's back, he's further down the, down the pecking order. I just don't see him getting a lot of game time at all. Uh, but yeah, drop Welsh out. Try to think who else is maybe benefit for loans. I think that'd be it. You know, if we get a decent centre-half in for cover, put Welsh out. Robertson, yeah, I, th- I think it's silly. He's just not going to get a chance, is he? No, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. He needs to get out there and get games at his age. Um, uh, Moy is getting a lot of praise in the comment section. Patrick Harrell points out uh, pass rate brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I even thought he burst into a, a fair old pace 
when he was backtracking there in the first half, I thought to myself, well, he, he does have a bit of pace about him. Um, we're just... Self. What was that? Is that compared to yourself? <laughs> Most of them do. Um, <laughs> we're just about to kick off in the second half. Uh, Lawrence, I think you said, was it 3-0? 3-0? Sure, sure, I went 3-0 and then Okay, right. Well, um, that seems to still be on. Let's get back to the action. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. And thank you to Lawrence Conley once again for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Welcome back to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes, and tonight I'm joined by Lawrence Connolly. We're here to dissect and discuss Motherwell nil, Celtic 4, academic at the end of the day, wasn't it, Lawrence? I think they're from Hamilton, mate, not Motherwell, but, you know, I like the Lanarkshire link. You like uh, that? Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know if that was meant to be some, you know. It worked. It no, worked, no. unintentionally yeah. or otherwise. But, listen, Abada, again, you know, puts us in easy street, but I actually thought I'm a little keeper. Jeez, what's he doing there? There was, there was a bit of move the ball, but you're a keeper. You don't sh- parry it out in the middle of the penalty box. Did you say I'm a keeper? So if, if you're a keeper. keeper. Or if you're a keeper, right. I think the ones described you as a keeper's Lindsay, but, you know, that's another matter. <laughs> True. Um, actually, I thought Kelly had a decent game. I think he's performed pretty well against Celtic yeah. um, over a number of games. But uh, I think the difference really between the second half and the first half, Lawrence, was just as basic as us taking the chances um, slightly better. We're going to be talking about the, the goals. We're going to be talking about the fact that Kyogo finally got on the score sheet and I think it's going to do his confidence, or I hope it does his confidence, the world good. Um, any concerns from that performance? I know in the half-time bulletin we were talking about one or two wee things, wee niggly things we weren't happy with at the back. No concerns that weren't there before the game. So, mm. you know, we're not taking enough of your chances. We're short at centre-half and short, short strike. I mean, when Yakimakis went down, you're like, oh, my God, you know. Exactly, yeah. It's, so, I, th- I think it's things that are kind of clear for everyone to see, you know, but we've got money in the bank. We've got a transfer window coming up. I'm pretty sure we can last you've got You've got Ange Postacoglu who can turn water into wine. You give him a £1 million footballer, he turns him into a £10 million footballer overnight. Uh, but you know it's things we can last after the World Cup which is strange you know where it is but look back this time last year and, and where were we we were really scraping by you know yes we were yeah this isn't scraping by now but it is about building and, and improving the squad isn't it uh, so Atati jeez yeah that was nice, wasn't it? That oh, was, it was, it was stunning. Um, what I want to do is I want to bring in as many of the comments as possible for all uh, the ladies and gentlemen who have tuned in this evening. Tell us where you're watching Axon from, Stephen Murray. There's a name, Stephen Murray. There's been a, a couple of Stephen Murrays yep. playing for Celtic. Yep. Um, and actually there's been three on the books at Celtic and there's also been an author by the name of Stephen Murray. Uh, who wrote a couple of Celtic books or has written so far a couple of Celtic books. Check them out. Um, Kenny of the Celtic and Ten Men, or When Ten Men Won the League, Stevie Murray, also known as St Anthony on Twitter. Anyway, this particular Stevie Murray, I don't know if you were ever on the books at Celtic, Stephen, let me know. Hatate goal, a touch of the Ferenc Puskas goal in the 6-3 at Wembley. Good point, sure Ange will think that. Yeah, I mean, uh, Puskas obviously a massive influence on Ange Postecoglou, but you can take it a wee bit further back than that, can't you? Because um, J- Jimmy Hogan, right? This is the thing. Oh, 
yeah. you know, you go back, you go back to Hogan, and you go back to the the influence that he had on that inf- in- infectious 1950s Hungarian side who played football in an entertaining, free flowing. Um, manner that you could almost say is the, the same kind of philosophy that, that Jockstein had and Ange Postacoglu had and then you look at the fact that Hogan who implemented that, who was the coach of the Hungarian side, um, who implemented that in the likes of Ferenc Puskas um, and who was still at Celtic when Jockstein signed for Celtic uh, he was there as a coach as well. And then you look at the philosophies of both Steen and Ange Postacoglu, and there, there's the linkage. There's the linkage, although broken, uh, between Big Jock and Big Ange um, as well. So nice one, Stephen, for bringing that up. It was who, who, a goal of absolute supreme quality, wasn't it? You know, who brought Hogan to the club? You know, you, you, you can even for the bar, can't you? But, uh, yeah, it was just... I mean, that was beautiful for you, wasn't it? It's just... Goal, goal to grace any game, wasn't it? You just... Absolute class. But Rio, you know, a shout for player of the, the season. He's not doing any hamstring goals like that. No, and, and I think that when when Atati came in, when you looked at the age of him and the amount or, or lack of, I should say, football that he had played at senior level due to the um, university setup and, and how late some of the players come into the, the senior game, you know, I think it was something around the 84 game mark that he had played when he signed for Celtic. And for a player who, at the time when he signed, was 23, it's not a lot of games. You know, it's like a season and a bit for Callum McGregor. Um, not not many games at all. And then he came in really, uh, you know, in a blaze of glory when he first entered the, the Celtic side. Um, and people might say, well, he kind of faded. But, you know, you, you've got to look at his performance even in a 3 nothing game against Rangers in February. Um, as being a vintage display uh, but near the end of the season he spoke about being tired both physically and mentally Lawrence but I think this season we've seen the real deal the real Rio Atati in the consistency um, people have been critical of one or two of his games in, in recent times but tonight I mean he's not scared to try that cross field pass I mean the feet at the goal just supreme quality he's a player and he's at an age as well that he's a player that we really are going to have to fight to keep him. Um, I know he's not even been at the club for a year yet, but he's going to get that kind of similar interest that Matt O'Reilly's been getting. Definitely, I'm surprised it's not him over O'Reilly. Yeah, you know, but it's interesting to say you know it's not even a season and a half for Callum McGregor, but at 23, how many games did McGregor played? You know, that season at Notts County, he made his debut at 21, Lawrence. You know, debut at 21, so he's. Yeah, it's. I, I think Rio is just. I honestly, think we play of the season. Just needs a tonight wasn't too bad, you know. Motherwell, we went too naughty, you know. Create a few chances, but we weren't leaving too much on our players, which we generally generally see in Scotland. So yeah, I, I think O'Reilly stays fit. He'll be mm. the season for me. You know, we've got a midfield three to fill generally. If Callum's fit, he's the first name, but Rio's the second name in that team sheet. All right, yeah. Now, we're talking about the midfield area, Lawrence, and I think what we need to also do is, obviously, we've not seen a great deal of Abield guard, but, you know, in the cameos that he's made, uh, you, you can see that once he's up to full fitness, because, of course, he, he trained on his own, I think, for three months due to the situation that he was in at his uh, his parent club, I was going to say his previous club, his parent club. Um, but he's a player, I think, that is shown in, in dispatches, shown in flashes that 
again, he's going to be one of the, the ones knocking on the door for a first-team jersey, Lawrence. Um, I like uh, his aggressiveness. He's a combative kind of player by the looks of him, but he can also um, he can also play a pass. He, he looks like a, a very astute center. And, and again, whether or not we can make that permanent, you hope you hope that we can. He looks like a real quality player and, and what from what I've seen of him. Yeah, he, he looks decent, but, but it's, the, it's the position he plays, isn't it? There's a lot of competition at Celtic for that. So if, you, if you're going to make him permanent, does that push, get you, you know, further out the, the door? Probably, at the moment, you know, yeah. You know, McGregor here for, for forever, isn't he? Well, not forever, but, you know, until he retires. Uh, after that, who who your backups? I can't see McCarthy going anywhere. I think he's... He, he's done his stint outside of Scotland. He's happy where he is, you know, and he's a, he's a reliable uh, squad player. Robertson, I think we probably need to move on. He's not going to get his chance, is he? No, no. I mean, you consider the fact he comes in as a, a teenager. I think he was was he eighteen when he made his debut. Robertson um, went away and done what you've got to do. You know, he went away and done what Callum McGregor said as a captain. You, you've got to go out there and get games. Um, it worked for him as a, a loanee with Notts County like you mentioned before and he's done everything that's been asked of him but he's just not fancied and there's been players in that situation previously Lawrence they get to an age they've just not had enough first team football for Celtic and then uh, you know a change of management and they're let go players that were held in high esteem by previous managers I'm thinking uh, Liam and Ewan Henderson uh, yeah. and I, I would put Scott Robertson in that bracket as well it's unfortunate because you always want to see a wave of talent coming through you know the next generation coming through but it does look as though his Celtic career is a non-starter yeah I mean I don't think he's I think he's always showed up decent when he's played but you've got to plan when the manager sits down he's got to plan his squad and their development and it if you're going to you're going to do that in game time aren't you you're going to see I want you appear in so many games and so many minutes that these are the targets I want you to hit for, for the season well reality Welsh what can he be saying you know about minutes on the park for him What's realistic for him to get? Number of minutes with the number of people in front of him. I think you know Welsh will struggle for minutes, but he's going to get more minutes. You know, a lot more minutes than Robertson. Uh, so, do you even regard Robertson at this stage? Is it? Is it? I know he's been on the bench a couple of times, Lauren. Sorry to interject, but do you even regard him as a first team? Uh, player, he, yeah, he's in the squad, but I, I can't put him in the same bracket as Stephen Welsh. No, Welsh, he's, he's miles behind Welsh, isn't he? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. You know. I think Welsh needs to get him on, so I, I think Robertson, he's had his loan spell, I don't think it's going to work for him, I've just got too many people in that position just now, you know, we're not selling McGregor, McCarthy, Gucci, O'Reilly's dropping back there, you, you know, that's realistic what we need to do for him to get any kind of decent game time, so I think maybe time to sell him, he gives you some money to invest, where you need to invest it, but yeah, it's a shame for him, but uh <laughs> Not everybody's going to make it, and I think he gave it a def- decent start when he came in, and he's done his his spell away in loan. Anyway, enough about. He'll uh, find a club. He'll find a club, Lawrence. He's only shown definitely. I mean, he's clubbed down south, loved them. So yeah, you know, he, he's played about eighty games. He's played about eighty games in England, and uh, you know, his his figures etc. will be distributed. I'm sure uh, the data will be distributed amongst the clubs at that level that he performed well at. And you know, sometimes you take that step back and you see where that takes you. Stephen Sloan, you're back. Um, good to see you. Some lovely football tonight. Some lovely goals. We're playing really well without McGregor, but obviously can't wait to see him back asap. I know that that is the thing. I mean, when you consider like. 
last season, uh, McGregor played virtually the whole season at Lawrence injured. This is the thing, you know. <laughs> yes, he was wearing that mask, but he was wearing it because he still was carrying an injury. He wasn't he fully yeah, healed. That, that challenge, what was him, right? Thinking like that goal, you know. That was terrible. It was I, no attempt to win the ball. But that um, was the night, remember, with Gucci as well. Yeah, was, now, Gucci, but I think Ange came out after the game saying he, he ended up telling his players to look just avoid injury in this game because the refs giving you zero protection. It's, it's crazy, yeah. So... You wonder how much it affected Callum because it's got to affect his peripheral vision at, at, at times. Mm. But yeah, it'd be great to see him back. But it's also, you know, at times you wonder what the team would do without him. And it's good to see, you know, they can manage. We've got some cover there. That's right. I think, uh, you know, last season you, you had that spine of the team with Hart, Carter Vickers, McGregor and Kyogo, uh, who was a talisman last season. And you always kind of feared that any of those players getting injured would result in us being much, much weaker. And of course, we do miss them, but I think we've managed pretty well. I'm going to bring this up. I find uh, um, this quite interesting as well because we spoke about it at half-time. Egyptian King comes in when Yakamakis went down. I was hiding behind the sofa. Well, this is what we're saying, Lawrence, you know. That's all it takes. All it takes is is a bad fall, a strain, something muscular, um, and then you're scratching about, you, you have no backup, uh, either up top or at centre half. And that's something we really need to strengthen. Yes. Our strikers, we ch- tend to change them about the 60 minute mark, don't they? Mm. So only two, they're going to be, you're going to need two fit strikers for every game, or it changes your whole style of play. It's not, you know, you lose one, there's no way that Kugel's going to be able to put that effort in for 90 minutes to the style that Ange wants, or, or Yakimakis would be. God forbid you lose two. Where do you go? Mm, I know. So yeah, but we're really, we're really short there. Uh, maybe the boys are maybe it's a wee bit of comfort. Both of them know they're getting minutes both games. You know, both of them know. You know, if we're fit, we're going to get minutes every week. Maybe the third one would put a wee bit of pressure on them. You know, mm-hmm. I can't see all three of them getting minutes, so it could put a bit, bit of pressure on them and, and pick them up a bit. But yeah, we definitely need to strengthen there. But you know. It's, it's a cup game. Mother could put, put in this and take a few chances. You know, they created a few few bits, but yeah, it's fairly comfortable. You know, must have 65, 70% possession. I don't know, what do you think about 10 in target and maybe double that? Thoughts, but it was fairly comfortable in the end, wasn't it? I think it was a comfortable win in the end. Um, it's far more comfortable at full time than, than at half time because obviously that goal um, for me. There was a moment. There was what a moment or two in that first half. You're thinking if they do hold on to the second half, it might you know to half time rather, it may be a, a tricky a tricky game. Um, but thankfully we we got that breakthrough in the, in the first half, and you know we built on that. Like we we spoke about a half time in the, the half time uh, bulletin. But what I'm trying to do is uh, bring up the the stats. I'll bring them up just to have a look at just how uh, dominant Celtic were um, this this evening because to the eye they certainly were. Now Patrick. James Simpson, impressive second half, professional, absolutely, yeah, we were. Especially um, for the second goal, but the second goal kind of, it changes the whole dynamic of the game, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. think, as well as Kelly performed, you know, I, I, I would try and turn that around a post, push it over the bar, I push it wide, you can't push it back in, in the middle of your penalty box. You know, so I think it'll be a bit of fortune there, but, geez, but, you know, we deserve a bit of fortune. We've not had a lot of goal for us this season in terms of, of, of luck, in terms of goals, is it? You know, it's been a, in terms of what if and chances. So. It has been. It's particularly in Europe. Lawrence, um, I'm going to bring up two 
comments about Rio Atate, Duncan McKinley comes in first to say that he was the best player in the park. I can't see many people arguing with that. But then bringing the Egyptian king back in, um, Liverpool fan, of course, uh, with a with a, a mistress in Celtic, perhaps, or is it the other way about? Let us know. Uh, guys, we would definitely pay you £25 million for Rio. We fell it as a baller, and that goal was slick. Absolutely. Th- this is the thing that worries me, though, because we've been talking about it on a Celtic state of mind. Um, I remember when Ange Postacoglu comes in and he's got such a an overhaul uh, of players, and at that time we had assets that had actually depreciated substantially in value in, in the preceding 12 months um, I've cashed in on them and you were looking around that squad and it was you know th- there was a few players that might have had a, a value in terms of the transfer market but after the, the sales of Ayer, Edward and, and Christie um, you, you weren't quite sure uh, but now you've got half a dozen players Lawrence we're going to be we're going to get offers for them they're going to be the vultures are going to start circling Celtic Park um, I think we've done particularly well to get to this stage without selling anybody um, because obviously there was interest in the last transfer window. Um, but again, it's unfinished business for me. You know, people talk about O'Reilly. It was spoken about by the commentary team in the first half. Michael Stewart said, you know, he's he's got time on his side. And most of the players with the interest, I think Zhiranovic, you made the point, Zhiranovic doesn't really, you know, in terms of the, the, the selling value, Celtic probably don't either on that particular player. But all these other guys like Hatati and O'Reilly, that undoubtedly will get interest. They've got time on the side. They don't have to leave Celtic right now. Listen, it's kind of up to them what they do, if they want to be here or not. I just said that, hasn't he? You know, but we've, we've now got a system where we're back to a system where we're buying players you know, with a sell-on value and buying players to fit a system. If they want to go, you know, would you trust Tosh and Ange to find a, an able replacement for them? Especially, you know, the guy's saying 25 million for real. You're like, which leg, mate? You know, have you, have you seen him? It's, <laughs> you know, so, but when you've got, if you hand that kitty to Tosh and Ange, could they go out and find a, another player like him? I'd say so. So, players are going to leave us, but, you, you know, it, it's where we are. We, we, we know we rely heavily on ticket sales and transfer fees. It's not TV money for us that, that makes the difference. Mm. So we know that's part of our model, but... What about know, the DVDs? Listen, uh, mate, DVDs? <laughs> not, not that King, you're talking about it, raise money, but... Uh, Moving swiftly on. Um, <laughs> you know how easily rumours can start on the internet? Do well on merchandise, and I think Sean, she's done a great job there, hasn't she? Sean, Sean Brown, isn't it? He was brought in, he's the director, he had all that up. I think Celtic, you know, the merchandise and stats up. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Can I return for the size of the club? So, you know, we, we do well there, but 
the real money's really going to be in players. It was, isn't it? You know, that, that scout department, what a profit out turns for a club just now. So if they move on, you know, they get replacing. It's just where we are as a club. We know that players aren't going to be forever. You know, you're not going to get, there's not going to be many Callum McGregor's or James Forrest that stay at Celtic for the majority of their career. But you know, sometimes, although I accept that, sometimes I think players go too soon. Yeah, but uh, uh, it's whether you know you run your business well and you're forced to sell. Do you think? Do you think Tierney oh, left too soon? What you know? Did he want to go? There's, there's rumours either way. You know, there's rumours that one of our managers would actually encourage encourage them to to go on. I think he left too soon for most of the fans, didn't he? Mm. But, you know that that twenty five million had done a lot. For Celtic, so you've got to remember we sold him when he was injured. It wasn't, you know, entirely certain that he was coming back or who well had come back from that injury, and he's still got his injury problems. Aren't he? he does, he does, aye, for sure. Um, yeah, you know, 25 million that done a lot for us. It, it, it's like, remember when we were in Bellany, you know, how much is a player worth against you know, we could assign Bellers, but then we could have replaced the, the rest of the team or. Well, the team at the same level. Right. So, yeah, certainly for me, and I think for fans, probably left too soon. But I suppose we needed the money to reinvest in, in the team. Bellers, like you say, the, the, the investment that we made rather than, than signing him was on uh, Nakamura, Zaraski, Boric. So, you look at the investment in terms of transfer fees and wages, that was the equivalent of what it would have cost to bring in Craig Bellamy. Um, Gordon Strachan wrote about that in his book. Strachan was a fan of Bellamy, wanted to marry him up with Hartson because they, he knew both of those players from his time at Coventry. Uh, and that would have been a great partnership. But as you say, that Celtic do their business in a different way. Um, what, what I mean by it as well, though, is I just think in terms of the players' development, you know, you've got someone like O'Reilly, 21, you've had a 20, Atati. Well, in terms of development, I would say Tierney was more ready for the step up, step up mm. O'Reilly. Abada and where you are at the moment. You know, I I think it was seamless almost to step up to the Premier League. It was, yep, until the injuries started kicking back in. Yeah, so I don't think, you know, you could be proved wrong if they move it and and do it seamlessly, but I don't think we're quite that level where they do it seamlessly. Especially not Abada, although his his numbers are frightening. I think he's got a lot to add. He does. He does have a lot. He's got consistency to add to his game. Um, There's still a lack of will he ever have the physical side I'm not, I'm not quite sure if he's built for that um, you, you you do see players transforming from the age of 20 to 25 though Lawrence so he might add some of that to his game um, but you know again I'm not going to talk about selling players until we've won at least a, a couple of trebles uh, Beach Boys 10 oh, subs Jesus mate uh, you, you know we're used to doing 4 in a row we're not yes well you know get a couple under this regime and then, and then we can rebuild 10 subs physio both teams on 4 times 3 goal celebrations 1 added minute that's 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 the way it goes in Scottish football these days we've mentioned it so many times Lawrence with the added time haven't we I, um, I don't mind it so much in the cup games as long as you we're winning when the, when the final whistle goes it, it's in a league that could make a difference really isn't it and mm. it's and it's they just fail you to apply the rules, you know. It's just refs picking and choosing which rules they apply. Yeah, absolutely. Paul O'Brien, great win. Hatati much tighter in the second half. Yep, took his goal brilliantly. It was a fantastic goal that was described. Let me bring the description up. Someone described it as a five-a-side goal and I knew exactly what they meant. I can't see the comment. But it is the type of thing you would see in the fives or the seven-a-side games. Um, just really phew, quality. John... 
Sweeney. That, but again, that's a confidence thing to to have the audacity to to actually pull it off. Or... But you know what was his options? You know, Kelly. It was it, it was just his feet were so quick. It was just lovely mm-hmm. to watch. Kelly, like, mm-hmm. oh, he's a player, you know. And maybe it seen him closing Quayle go down like that in the first half and thought, you know what, I've a bit of this. And right. you know, but at, at, at two 0 you can you can maybe try that, can't you? you know, of course, you yeah. No, no. But I thought that that particular goal fold a, a really good move. You know that everybody yeah. will remember the finish, but Aaron Moy done particularly well, and he, and he opened up. And I thought Abada to get the, the ball in um, for Atati. I thought Abada done really really well as well. So yeah. you, you might forget that because of the finish, but it was a great play to lead up and create the chance. I think all night with great lead up play. Mm. It's, uh, and Moy yeah. was at the heart of a lot of it, lords. Yeah, yeah, he was he, he was the hub of it, wasn't he? You know. He was. He looks so comfortable up there just now. Uh, who else has really looked that comfortable at number ten? Haksabanovic, but you know he, he gives us more out in the wing as well. I don't think Turnbull's really done it when he's got a chance at ten. O'Reilly's looked good, but then again, he's apart for the first half, he had a couple of slack passes lying deeper. Second half, he looked more comfortable. Maybe it's just mm. the adjustment of getting used to the position again. He, he played there for MK Dons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you have suggested Hatati will become the player of the year, but I'll tell you what, there's going to be quite a few people up for that award uh, when you mention the likes of the, you know, O'Reilly and the consistency of O'Reilly. Then, you know, you, you've got players like Jota. I mean, he was, he's been on fire until he got injured. Someone came in in the first half. I didn't have time to bring it up, asking what is Jota's injury? How long is he going to be out for? Um, but uh, I'm not quite sure what the specific injury is. John Sweeney, That's that was far better half and more clinical and a wee cheeky goal from Hatate. Here we go. It came in from a man called Son. Um, dominant performance, brilliant five-a-side goal from Hatate. Classy and humble from Kyogo after his goal. There was a sense that uh, if the goal came for Kyogo, it would kind of settle him down a bit. I mean, um, I'm not saying he's a confidence player, but when you're missing chances and then some passes start to go awry as well, you start to wonder, you know, we've seen it with Maeda in recent weeks as well. Lawrence, it was great to see Kyogo, Kyogo rather, getting that goal. Yeah, getting back into the habit, you know. You, you don't want to get in the habit of missing chances. Yeah. Set a wee bit of relief from what it seemed, seemed like when they got the ball. Yeah. You know? We'll see it coming weeks again. But it's good that good, good he got it. Uh, a bad idea, that'd be a class hash rate, wouldn't it? He was unlucky, you know. But at, at least Kyle was put away the rebound. Ah, for sure. Um, Michael Stewart suggested he, that Abada had uh, played it deliberately off the post. I, I know he's good, but come on. IH decorating, uh, great win and another trip to Hamden for the domestic form really picking up onto Tyne Castle in good shape. Yeah, because we really do have a glut of fixtures coming up um, that are going to be tricky. Some tricky away ties. IH decorating brings up the point that the domestic form has improved, Lawrence. It would be brilliant if we could take that domestic form onto the European stage and get a couple of results. I keep saying it with regards to the Bernabeu. I mean, um, they, they, they are not unbreachable. That's been shown in this campaign. But, you know, it, it's, it all starts at Shakhtar. It starts against Shakhtar, rather, at Celtic Park. And that's a game that I think Celtic can win. Oh, look, listen, uh, the game against Shakhtar away, I thought we're miles better than them. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, you'd expect us to win that. Uh, yeah, but well, we need to get these players experience in winning the Champions League, don't we? And it's great to, to set something up, you know, that there might be something riding on the, the Real Madrid game. But yeah, take, take this format up against Shakhtar. We should be able to take care of them. I don't think they offer too much, you know, the winners, but a speed merchant, but on balance, we should, we should have been maybe three, four up. Mm-hmm. So it is about taking our chances again, isn't it? I mean, the thing is, well, though, we do have the ability uh, to to pull a, an unlikely result on the biggest stage, Lawrence. And you know what? Yeah, you, you also look at that and say to yourself, what would that do for the morale? What would that do for the rest of the season? It would be that would be huge to yeah, go to Spain and get a result. Yeah, if you beat Shakhtar and you beat Real Madrid away, oh, you know it's got to give the players a lot of even more self belief. You know, it's got to, and Ange, for the manager, that'd be huge for him as well. Mm. This is the biggest stage. This is what I suppose what his career has been leading to, isn't it? It'd be it, vindication. Vind- yeah, yeah. It'd be vindication if he, you know, steadfastly refuses to change his style and his approach and gets a result like that against a team like that. See, I, I, I don't think it's even up for for the baby. He's going to change his style or his approach. You know, you know, it's brought him all the way here. Mm. Why would you change it? You know, and I, I think, but the. If you go back to the way that Celtic were running, you know, we sold players when we wanted to go, we made a profit. Tennis denied in a row, we changed that for the ten season and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, you've got a system that works. But you're going to change it to, you know, it's become trial and error then. You know, he's got a belief in the way we play football. Yeah. And it looks great, it's entertaining. And Europe, I think what we've been saying is, Similar to what we said to the first seven or eight games last year in the league, you need players confident, people confident to change it. This won't do it, needs to learn. You can't do that at this level. It's okay in Australia, it's okay in Japan, won't work in Scotland. Stop with it, done them all right, yeah. You know, and I think that's the case for Europe as well. I think he'll stick with it. And what better example that it's going to work in Europe? than going to the Bernabeu and making it work. Um, Donny Boy, welcome back to the show. Enjoying the game to watch some decent goals and a clean sheet. He'll go back in the score sheet, but I'd rather have seen Yakamakis start, but hope, hoping he starts against Hearts. Uh, might be well suited against Hearts, actually. Here we go. Adrian Stone at 6am, uh, where he is in Australia. Mate, there you go. Hope you're enjoying it. Enjoying it, Adrian. Well done for tuning in. You know, people setting their alarms to get up and watch the Celtic game. Tremendous. Beach Boys, Hatate and Moy Superb. I agree with that. But what I've uh, seen of uh, what I've seen of Abelgard is he just kicks the ball the way he's facing. No better than McCarthy. Again, I think um, Abelgard's a player that we're going to have to have a wee bit of patience with, just because of the circumstances surrounding his career prior to signing for Celtic, Lawrence. And um, we're going to play the long game with him this season. I mean, I know that he's only here for a year or so, but I just think with Abelgard, you know, you give him a wee bit of, you give him a wee bit of time because, of the, you know, the circumstances he was in, the fact he was training on his tods. Uh, it's going to take him a while to adapt, I think. Yeah, definitely. It's, it was a strange one to bring in when we were so well covered at the back, you, you, you know, that sixth position. But... He looks like a player. It's just getting mm. up to speed, isn't it? Yeah, he does. You know, he definitely does. He said no better McCarthy. 
yeah, you know, they both, you know, really experienced players. You'd be expecting a bit of a slot, slot in when Callum's not there, but geez, if we get maybe not so much the first half, but if we get that second half that O'Reilly put in there, you know, it's doubtful we'll need them. Well. There is that, but I mean, it's good to have that depth in the squad. Danny Boy, glad to see Kyogo get a goal, aren't we all, Danny? Uh, good to see that second half display, very encouraging, heading into Tynecastle. I'm sure there'll be a few other changes to that starting lineup when we go to Tynecastle at the weekend, obviously. In Philadelphia, mate? God knows what time it is in Philadelphia. Well, it's 10pm in Iraq, says Derek Conway. Thanks for tuning in, Derek. Um, and we we'll also have a viewer, or viewers, who knows, um, in Kitchener, Southern Ontario, and that is the Tobago Street Police Station Celtic Supporters Club. If you're ever in the area, go and visit them. Absolutely. It's brilliant. I love seeing where all the listeners are tuning in from. And obviously, we've got a massive contingent now, Lawrence, tuning in from Australia. Um, so we see all the stats, and it's an absolute pleasure uh, to be joining you after the games and on a weekday uh, for the Axon Bulletin. We'll be back tomorrow at 12.30, of course, uh, myself and JP, to chew the fat on all things Celtic. And we might throw a wee bit of music in there as well, Lawrence. Uh, we've got a really exciting Celtic music project coming up for Christmas that I know you are all going to love. We have raised now, um, we're going to announce the, the latest donation that we've made to charity, but uh, we have raised... Just over 80 grand now uh, over the piece, Lawrence. And we're hoping to push that up to just over 100 grand by the end of the year. All for good causes, of course, which will be announced. And we might be splitting the money uh, this Christmas because obviously because of where communities are at the minute, um, there's a lot of people needing some assistance, much needed assistance, which, you know, the Axom fan base or audience um, can get together. We can make special things happen, Lawrence. We've proven that a couple of times. So look forward to announcing that. Don't want to give the game away yet. But when we do, I'm pretty sure you'll be impressed. You know what I'm talking about, Lawrence. You've, Listen, you've... Of course, I've got my, my ear to the ground. Mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, you've been given a, a wee teaser, a sneak peek. Um, thanks, everybody, for getting involved. I'll let you get on with your night. And uh, hopefully the draw is kind to Celtic because we're going back... Uh, to Hamden for the, the semi-final with the, the Premier Sports Cup or the League Cup as I like to call it uh, to regain the trophy hopefully this season go for a double why not even a treble Lawrence um, semi-final with VAR how Ronnie Derryland must wish you know he could have been a treble manager if they'd been VAR at that semi I know would the VAR have made a difference who knows um, but yeah thanks everybody for getting involved and thank you once again Lawrence Connolly for joining me on A Celtic State of Mind Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? 
Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.